unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. It's a bonus edition of the podcast as we welcome Carolina Panthers tight end Colin Thompson to the program. Colin, thank you so much for being here. I'm fired up to be here again. I love coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is great. And Colin, tell me, uh, how does it feel? You know, you have worked hard and fought hard to get back into the National Football League. What does it feel like for you to be on the Carolina Panthers roster to start the regular season? It's a pretty special feeling, uh, to be honest with you. I am thrilled, uh, and that's an understatement. And and, uh, my family... My fiance Sydney and my friends uh, are thrilled, and and really, I'm a product of them, their support, all the coaches that have invested in me over the years, and all the trainers and everybody that has helped me along the way. This journey has not been an easy one. We've talked just about all the way through it, mm-hmm. uh, from my time finishing up at Temple, and then some stints in the XFL, and then the AAF, the uh, the XFL um, and doing radio at Temple and doing some marketing media stuff and finance stuff. So I've stayed busy, sure, my own podcast as well, the Not For Long podcast. But to say, a long-winded way to answer your question, uh, to be back with football being the main priority in the NFL is uh, is a relief and it is, uh, it is a good one and I'm, I'm, I'm here to – Stay. That's the plan, at least, uh, Jeff. Well, there you go. I'm, de- I'm delighted for you as well. And tell me, Colin, you talk about what a long journey it's been. What do you think has been the biggest trait of yours that has helped you endure keeping that dream alive? I just think a focus on, on the end result is a great question. Um, I've never wavered. I never thought that, you know, this could be it. And I... I think the ability to remain flexible and to build some sort of self other than being a player, which is such a challenge for players that I've always been known as an athlete. I've always been known as this football player and everything that comes with it. And then when that ends, whether a league folds or you get cut or you're at home and everyone's asking, you know, Oh, that's good. Your agent says things are going well. Do you have the wrong agent or, do you have, you know, are you working out wrong? No, you're not. And no, my agent is really good. It's just timing and, and really just sticking to what you believe in, which was the process I was training with and the things, you know, constantly reaccessing my game and then believing in my agent, believing in the support system. So I guess really to answer your question, it's, it's unwavering from the goal, but also believing in what, uh, you're doing sure making tweaks but not questioning things every day and a lot in the world we do today like you see college football coaches get maybe one year or two years or you'll see you know someone will get a short term on a, as a coordinator but you know it's not always perfect right away and, and I took that approach and I'm a better player today than I was when I entered the league four years ago that's for sure and I haven't really been in a lot of buildings for long periods of time so it's just a testament to the people believing in me and, and putting in the work. And, of course, you uh, just uh, finished up uh, training camp and uh, signed to the practice squad. Tell me, uh, uh, what was the what was the toughest part about uh, training camp, especially with the lack of preseason games? Well, it was, it was very interesting. You know, I don't know if there's a particular toughest part. That's a great question. But 
it was unique, that's for sure. Um, it was really cool. The Carolina Panthers, every player had their own personal suite in the stadium, which I thought was really cool. So you had somewhere to go, shut the door. Obviously, you're in a little 10, 12, 15-person suite, so you're socially distanced. You're by yourself. You take your mask off and, and kind of take a deep breath. We had meetings in there earlier on virtually through through Microsoft Teams, I believe we use. Um, so that was something unique with training camp. The no preseason games was something unique. Um, what a great opportunity those would be to show what you can do to the league. You know, show really those those games are for the other thirty one teams. Of course, to solidify yourself with the with your team is is the priority. But you know, they see what you're doing in practice every day. But when you go into the game. You're showcasing to the entire league what you can do. So uh, that was lost for myself. A lot of players, a lot of the younger players lost out on that. But also you had the opportunity to show what you can do now more in meetings. They were amplified more. Off-season tests were amplified more. Practices were amplified more. So I think it actually is going to lead to some really good football because guys had to practice really, really hard to get ready to play games. Where before, you're a veteran. You're, sure, you're practicing hard. Don't get me wrong, but you know you have you know maybe a, a drive or two in a preseason game. So that was probably the overall challenge, I guess, that some people would face. Um, but you know, overall, no, it was it was unique. But I really enjoyed the training camp. How much were the COVID protocols an obstacle? That's a great question. I really don't think they were. We went in the we go in the morning. Uh, or they are, because we're still doing them. We get tested every day, and it just seems routine. You walk up, you swab your nose, you fill out a questionnaire on your phone. Um, that gives you a green light to go into this facility. It asks you what you're, you know, how you're feeling today. Have you been anybody around? Have you been around anybody that has COVID, etc.? And then if you get the green check mark, meaning that you're healthy and you've been around everyone that's healthy, then you can get into the stadium. And then other than that, I mean, maybe meetings, the players aren't as close, but we're all spread out in big, bigger rooms. We're in our own individual suites, but practice is the same. It has not changed the football. It has not really changed the weightlifting. You know, we're wiping things down more than ever, but maybe we should have been doing that the whole time, Jeff, which is unique, right? Yeah. We'll probably be healthier now after all this. Everyone, you know, there'll be less common cold and there'll be less that stuff whenever this comes to an end. But no, it. It's definitely, I don't really notice it, to be honest with you. I mean, there's little things here and there. You can't eat with the group, which is something I always value to eat with the guys after practice or whatever that may be. But um, that's maybe the, you know, the only hurdle in the way is, is you're not around or as close, but you can still be around the guys and have a good time. There'll be a lot of loud cheering, I guess, when you don't have to do swabs anymore, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? It's not that bad, though. We are doing the nasal, but, you know, it's not the one that everyone talks about that's like, a life-threatening, you know, <laughs> it touches your brain scenario. It's not that bad. Uh, yeah, so, no, I'm sure people will be ecstatic, yes. Um, you know, the, the challenge is, is at off days this weekend and guys want to go home, but go off to COVID tests, you know, which for me, no big deal. I don't have family here. You know, I'm not going home anyways, but but that would be the one hurdle. But I'll be honest with you, Jeff, no one's really complaining. It all has all been good. And those protocols obviously will continue as you move into the regular season. Will they will they do anything additional in, in relation to that, or is it is what it is right now? I'm sorry, I said again? 
So the COVID protocols obviously will continue into the regular season. Will they enhance those in any way as you move into the regular season, or will, or will they still stay the same? Um, I could see them changing now we're on the road. Although there have to be some protocols with that, right? Like if a player gets COVID on the road. That's just, this is a neat thing off the top of my head. I, I don't know, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming the NFL has this stuff prepared. Obviously, it's a big, big business. So uh, I the, the, the issue, right, is the travel party, right? You, is it one plane? Is it going to be two planes? Um, how many hotels? We're in new hotels. We're getting tested on the road. What's that like? That stuff I have no idea about um, and really obviously no control over. So I could see it changing in that regard, Jeff, where, yeah, when we're in Carolina and we're doing our normal practices and everything's, you know, which is the majority of the season anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like on game day, what's that going to look like? No idea. So it's going to be very unique, very yeah. unique. Well, as, uh, as we mentioned before, you know, you're playing for your college coach, Matt Rule. And, you know, just like, you know, players, you know, grow and evolve, you know, coaches do the same thing in their careers. Is there anything that's different about Matt Rule from when you played from him for him in college? He's still the same person, same coach to some extent. Maybe he's calmed down a little bit, but I was a young college kid then, so I guess I thought <laughs> I was always normal. I mean, he's not a real fiery guy, but I was probably just a nervous 21-year-old instead of a I don't know. I still get nervous. Twenty-six year old. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so, though. He's really a guy that believes in his process, which has become our process. Something that we, we did at Temple. A lot of the same things. It's pretty much straightforward. Play hard. Do your job. Worry about yourself and no one else. That includes worrying about the Carolina Panthers and not, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders or if we're a Temple, the UCF Knights. So it's always been about you and being the best version of you. And he has never changed that. Um, he's always been an in-the-moment coach who's trying to be as mindful as possible. And, you know, people always question, is the college coach going to work in the NFL? He's not a college coach. This is a He's a football coach, and he's a molder of men, and he's – the proof's in the pudding. A lot of Temple players have made it in the NFL. Now a lot of Baylor players are making it in the NFL, and they're there to stay. Um, and a lot of coaches are successful, so out of his tree. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, he's he may say he's changed, but I don't think he has. He's still the guy who's, uh, you know, your friend first, uh, you know, coach second, mentor, all that good stuff. He's, he's really a, a great coach. Carolina got a great coach. Yeah, and now you're going to be uh, on the field uh, with one of the great talents in the National Football League, and Christian McCaffrey. What's it like now to have been able to uh, work with Christian McCaffrey up close and personal? Well, he's the hardest working guy in the room, and if you, you know, your leader is the hardest working guy in the room, that's where the bar is raised. That's the new standard in in the building, and he invests a ton of time in his body. He invests a ton of time in his mind. Um, he just is a true, true workhorse uh, in that regard off the field, Jeff, which, to be honest, he leads to all his success on the field. And then we're at practice. The guy's just meticulous with everything, the ball security to how he cuts. I mean, he's he looks like a Madden video game out there, to be honest with you. <laughs> he uh, he uh, is just such an efficient, efficient player. You know, you could tell that he's a, come from a football family and an athlete's family. The McCaffrey's obviously 
Denver with his dad and his mom was a tremendous athlete as well, from what I know. Um, just, just a stud, really. And uh, he'll have a great year this year. And uh, glad to be along for the ride, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully uh, make some nice blocks for him this year. There, there, there you go. And, uh, you know, we uh, talked about uh, before about you getting a chance to, to play now with T- Teddy Bridgewater. He's the new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Everything is advertised? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, he's such a leader. He's been in the, the league now for for some time. He really has. He's obviously what happened in Minnesota, but he's got a, played very well there. And then, you know, had his chances and Jets moved him, I believe, to New Orleans and then went to New Orleans and stepped in and played well. And he's healthy. He's everything is advertised for sure. And some I've learned a ton from him. And just about route running and nuances. We're talking cadence and where to just just really truly knows the game. Um, and he's got plenty of weapons to throw to: Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, um, DJ Moore, Cooper. Uh, a lot of guys are tight end room. So it's a it's been a fun camp. There's a lot of weapons here and a great defense built on the other side. So it's going to be a fun year. And with uh, you guys have opening uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders at Bank of America Stadium, will there be fans there? There will not be fans in Carolina. Um, I believe that came out a little bit ago. You know, some stadiums are open to fans, which is cool. And and if they deem that safe in their local cities and counties and states, then hey, that's the right move. But you know, it, it's. Uh, it's going to be unique, Jeff. Really is. I, I don't know how it's going to be. I, nobody knows, right? Like if you watch the Navy game last night with uh, and on Scott Van Pelt show after, well, I should say the BYU game because BYU stuck it to them. Yeah. But uh, BYU looked really good, and I'm a big Navy fan. I love Annapolis and a lot of good memories at that stadium. But um, yeah, I mean, Kirk Herbstreit was like lost for words. He was like, "This is so unique." It's not college football as we know. Um, he can talk from the booth. When he's talking the booth, the players can hear him on the field. Mm. No, it's literally nobody, not even, there's nobody tailgating, let alone, you know, there's nobody doing anything at all. So very unique in that sense. And, and uh, you know, truly it's going to be a really interesting atmosphere. So got to bring a lot of energy as a team. Got to overcome, you know, the different, different parts of the game when it comes to fans won't be involved in it. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. And do you think it's something you'll notice through the course of the game, or is it just once the ball's kicked off, you're just worried about beating the other guy? Yeah, I think you'll notice it when you run out of the tunnel. Mm. Wow, there is nobody in here. Kind of like some of my Temple games. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, now we get some great crowds, but we also had, you know, when you play a smaller team, not as many show. That was the same case you see Um and you would just be like, wow. I mean, literally, I remember Temple being like, Coach Rule being like, guys, there is going to be nobody in the stands today. We're playing X team. I don't want to disrespect anybody. We're playing X team. And you have to create it amongst yourselves. You know, and or we come off a tough loss and be like, hey, the fans are not behind us today. You have to create it amongst yourselves. And I think that would be the challenge for us is can we create that energy as a team? And usually the fans are giving it to you or you're on the road and you're overcoming it, right? So it's going to be very unique, Jeff. I, I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I think you'll really notice it in the beginning. Probably no, notice it again at halftime, but 
like you said, when the whistle you know blows, you, you got a you got a big responsibility on your hands to get your job done. So it's going to be very unique in that sense. Yeah. And, of course, I do have to ask because, you know, I know your goal is to remain in the National Football League, but I would also imagine you probably got a little satisfaction of The Rock buying the XFL because, you know, you took advantage of opportunities to play in the AAF and the XFL to get uh, more game tape and things like that. So I think as a guy who's a, who has camaraderie around players, you've got to be excited that there's additional opportunities out there for guys. Uh, I'm ecstatic that he- he seems, I don't want to say he's the perfect guy for it, but he seems like the perfect guy for it. We'll see how it goes. If he just takes exactly what they did last year and adds his personal touch to it, which is everything he does turns to gold. Uh, obviously, he played professional football, played at Miami. You know, he's the show Billions that had the football vibe. He's obviously a huge movie star. He's got the wrestling WWE background. I mean, he knows entertainment. And what we do at the end of the day is entertainment. You want to put the best players on the field with the best coaches, pay everybody a solid salary for the three, four months of work, and you're going to get good players out. So I could not be happier that he bought it. And all the group texts I have from the Birmingham Iron and from the XFL with the Tampa Bay Vipers all exploded that day. Oh, wow. Of the perfect guy, unbelievable, let's go. You know, all the WWE gifts that he has. <laughs> so, uh yeah, that's the ideal. That's the right person, I would think, for the job. And um, uh, I believe it's Danny Garcia, first name, Mrs. Garcia. Will say she's the the you know the first women owner in a league, which is so cool of a major sports sports league. So, yeah, awesome stuff. And, and I know a lot of players are happy, and a lot of coaches are because to me, great, a lot of players. But there's a lot of people that when that league folded, or the XFL not folded, but coronavirus took it down. There's a lot of people that move to Tampa, athletic trainers, um, offensive coordinators, quarterback coaches, strength coaches that moved there because it was going to be a year-round salary. Mm-hmm. And they were going to, have to take jobs in the offseason. And that was all lost. But I think that was a really tough pill for me to swallow. Like, yes, I'm losing my job, but I think I can find a football home again. All these people are are done. The, the, you know, they can't find a job. So that was tough for me. But those jobs will be, will be there. And uh, – uh, they'll be made available again, and that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that is uh, great stuff. And, uh, Colin, uh, I do appreciate you taking time. I know you got a lot of busy things going on right now, so I do appreciate you uh, squeezing me in. And uh, since we got connected through the world of podcasting, it's been a thrill to, to watch your journey and uh, really happy for you and uh, wish you great and continued success. Thanks, Jeff. Anytime, man. And uh, looking forward to joining you uh, again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Does your dog itch, suffer from debilitating skin allergies, or trouble hot spots? We have the solution using the healing power of neem. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. Go to KramerSalve.net to order today with new low pricing. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.